The whole point in starting a business is to hopefully escape the nine to five job lifestyle. If you run your business like how you work at your job, you'll always be a slave to the eight hour workday schedule. By using the strategies I've shared today, you can work toward separating your time from your work to live a life of increased freedom. You're listening to The Solopreneur Hustle, a podcast that teaches you how to scale your solo business so you can earn more while working less. I'm your host, Nia Lewis, a business coach based in Charleston, South Carolina. The Solopreneur Hustle has a weekly email newsletter where we share business tips and helpful resources for solo business owners. Subscribe to our email list today using the link in the description for this episode to receive a free marketing ebook. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. Hey, y'all, welcome to episode 92 of the Solopreneur Hustle podcast. Recently, I finished a book called The Millionaire Fast Lane. I would highly recommend all of you guys read it. It's a great book. I'll link it down below. But one of the topics the author focused a lot on was how many business owners limit their income potential by trading their time for money. In 2019, I personally came to the unfortunate realization that the business I was building at the time wasn't really a business at all. It was really a nine to five job disguised as a business because every service I offered, every product I offered involved me trading my time for money, which resulted in me constantly feeling overworked, tired and overwhelmed. And, you know, I became an entrepreneur to achieve a life of freedom, but my life was actually just the opposite. I was constantly tied to my business. I was up until the wee hours of the night working on things, and I took a step back and realized I actually wasn't living the life I wanted. I felt like really I had a nine to five job, really worse than a nine to five job because I was working like 12 hours a day. Being an entrepreneur was my dream, however, I came into business with an employee mindset thinking I had to work all the time in order to get paid well. I've spent the last two years learning how to undo this employee mindset. And in the end, now I'm implementing systems and completely changing how I run my business because now my goal is not to feel all puffed up and be busy all the time. You know, being busy doesn't make me feel like I'm a CEO, you know, or an entrepreneur. Now, in order to feel like an entrepreneur, I really want freedom. I see things so differently now. And now, as opposed to trading my time for money, my goal is passive income. The Millionaire Fastlane book, which again, it's linked down below if anyone wants to check it out, it even further confirmed what I was feeling back in 2019 when I decided I had to make some serious changes with how I was running my business. So now I want to share with you all some of the business red flags that should indicate to you that you're not running a business at all. You're really running a nine to five job if your time is constantly tied to how you make money. So here's red flag number one. You know that your business is a job in disguise if you couldn't make any money if you don't put in the work. (laughs) I always thought that I had to, to constantly work to make money and get paid well, but this is really an employee mindset and we have to undo this to unlock increased potential to remove our um, income ceilings, we have to undo this mindset. If we can undo this mindset, our income potential becomes endless. If you take a look at how you're running your business and you realize that 
every single thing you offer requires you to put in, to put in time to get it to your customer, to sell it, to make money, then this is a red flag that should indicate to you that your business is really just a job in disguise. And you know, you don't have to feel bad about this. I was telling you guys that I ended up in the same scenario where I recognized all of these red flags and I was like, oh my gosh, like this really isn't the life I wanted. You know, I don't want to have to be up until 10 o'clock at night answering emails. And I don't want to feel like I have to be up at 8 a.m. doing something and, and stressed about it. I can't even sleep the night before thinking about what I have to do the next day. You know, like I didn't want to live that life. Um, so anyways, here's red flag number two. Your business couldn't go on there would be no money made if you took one, two, or even three months off. All of your products or services you offer require your time. They require your time to produce, to sell, to ship, and to manage. I remember back in 2019, what really, the, the, really the straw that broke the camel's back for me was when I went through depression and a month went by where I was extremely unproductive. I really couldn't mentally work and be where I needed to be in order to run my business. I was exhausted. I was just mentally not there. I was experiencing some mental health challenges. It was at this time that I started going to therapy. But to make a long story short, for my mental health, I had to take a month off and my business wasn't to a place where taking a month off didn't make everything go up into flames. I had clients mad at me. I had my inbox was blowing up. <laughs> People were sending me multiple messages. I wasn't getting back to them. I saw them, but it was just like I was floating on the outside of my business and I couldn't get what needed to get done done because I was just in a bad mental space. And so when I came out of that, I look back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I look back and said that I never wanted to end up in that situation again. And if I needed to take a month off or two months off to work on myself, if I had to take a hiatus, I still wanted to, one, be able to make money, and two, I wanted my business to be able to go on with or without me. And so this is a red flag. If you look at your business and say, wow, if I stepped away for two months, what would I have left when I came back? Would I be able to make any money at all if I took a month off? Would there be income generated? And is there someone who could run my business in my absence if I do need to take time off? You know, if all of the answers to those questions are no, <laughs> my business needs me to run, then this is a huge red flag. Your business is just a job in disguise. And then red flag number three, here it is. So your profit margins are so slim that there's no room to pay someone to run your business and you still be able to make a reasonable income yourself. This is an important one that a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of solopreneurs specifically start businesses and um, charge for their products or services rates that would result in a comfortable lifestyle for you, the solopreneur. But what if you don't want to be the person behind the business anymore? You know, what if you wanted to hire someone to run your business so that you could live a life of freedom? Are there profit margins between what it costs to sell your product and what your profit is that allow you enough wiggle room to pay someone a fair wage, but also take home enough money in order for you to live a comfortable lifestyle? You know, like everyone dreams of building out a team, but with what you're charging right now, <laughs> Is building out a team possible, even with scaling and being able to sell more in volume? Is it possible? You know, I, I know you're, you may be comfortable if you're listening, you may be comfortable with the amount of money you make right now, but is there room 
to pay someone to do what you're doing and for you to still take home a nice salary if you wanted to step away? If the answer to that is no, then that's also a red flag. You know, a lot of us get into business not charging our worth. And then when we realize we need to hire someone to help us, we can't afford to do it because we're charging so little and we're asking for so little. So all of this, all three of these red flags were my reality in 2019. And to be honest, there is a lot of risk associated with running a business like this. I've already alluded to some of the risk, but here are three specific risks associated with running your business like a job instead of a business. For one, if you get sick, you won't have an income. Two, when you're gone, there won't be any income left behind for your family or for for your children, for your spouse or for anybody else. And three, you're putting yourself into a box that has an income ceiling because you end up in a position where you can only make as much money as what you can produce in your 24-hour day. So if you're if everything you do is tied to you trading your time for money, carrying out a service, someone paying you an hourly rate, you selling a product that you produce yourself, your time is always tied to your money and so you can only make but a certain amount of products per day. You know, you can only do a certain amount of coaching calls a day. You can only teach a certain amount of classes in a 24-hour day. And so that's something to really think about here. That's, that's a huge risk. You're putting a ceiling on how much money you can make because you can only produce but so much product in a 24-hour day. So now I want to share three ways to separate time from your business so that your income potential can become unlimited with or without you. Number one, systematize everything you do. Systematizing is not something, I know it sounds like a complicated word, but it's not something that is complicated to do or carry out. Systematizing everything you do essentially means that you are documenting and writing out step-by-step what it looks like and what it requires and what it takes to do everything you do for your business from start to finish, from how you're operating your social media to what it looks like for you to create your products from start to finish, to what platforms you're using to carry out different services, to what types of products you use to create your products, writing out everything it takes for everything you do to operate your business in such a way that someone else could look at this manual and follow it to run your business in your absence. If you're not about writing it out, even creating short training videos that can walk someone through step-by-step how to carry out operations and procedures for your business, every little thing, even the smallest thing that you think doesn't matter, you know, it's just what you do. To someone else who doesn't do what you do, that is something way more important than what you think it is. Here's an example of a few things in my business that I've systematized. One thing that I was overwhelmed with for a long time was finding guests for the Solopreneur Hustle. When I first started this and I wasn't so overwhelmed with content and I didn't have a lot of other stuff going, reaching out to guests to get them here on the show was not so much of something that stressed me out. (laughs) But after this podcast started to really pick up steam, it became overwhelming. And so at that point, I realized I I needed some help (laughs) reaching out to guests. And so 
really it, the reach out wasn't the part that was overwhelming to me. Sending the email wasn't overwhelming. It was the hours of guest research, finding guests, researching their business, learning more about what they do behind the scenes. You know, that type of stuff was really becoming overwhelming for me. And so I decided to systematize the process I used to research and find guests that I know you guys need to hear from here on the podcast, guests that I knew would be happy to share with their experience was like an entrepreneurship. And so what I did is I created a step-by-step list that represented what do I do when I'm going to look for guests? Where do I look for them at? Do I go to social media? Do I go to Google? Do I go to LinkedIn? And what do I need to know about these guests in order to make a qualified reach out? What do I need to know from their bio? What do I need to know about their products? What do I need to know from their website in order to send an email to these guests that was personal and made sense, you know? And so I systematized that process. I created a step-by-step checklist to follow that represented what I needed to know about the guests, um, criteria about whether or not they'd be a good fit for the podcast, the types of guests I was looking for in the industries they worked in. And then all of a sudden I had this great system that represented what I do from start to finish to find guests for a podcast. I took that system and I found a virtual assistant who could follow my system and do guest research for me. I would spend hours a week, every week doing research to find guests for the podcast. And all of a sudden, after sending my system to this virtual assistant that I found, she was able to do an entire year's worth of guest research for me and find 50 plus guests that would be a great fit for the podcast. And this saved me so much time, you know, like something that I was piddling around with, something that stressed me out, you know, something that was taking up way too much of my time. She was able to do for me because she's an expert at research. That was her bread and butter. So all of a sudden now I have five extra hours a week that I don't have to spend on guest research, sending emails. She'd write up the email for me. Of course, I would change it and make it personal, something that was coming directly from me, but it would take me just like a minute or so to to switch it up and make it really what I would say. I would send the email and then now I'm done with a whole year's worth of guest research, something that would have taken me hours and hours. I paid a virtual assistant to do it for me and now it's done for the whole year. And she did all of this research in just like two or three hours, you know? And so it was at that point that I realized that creating systems and implementing them, one saves time, but two, it's also something that can help you remove your time from your business if you have something that someone else can follow in order to get things done for you instead of you always having to do it. You'd really be surprised how much time you can save in your business. And so that's just one example. I've systematized a lot of things. Um, Something that I recently systematized was my scripting for each podcast episode. So I create outlines for every solo episode I do and sometimes even my guests my guest episodes I mean I have outlines for all of those as well not quite as detailed as my solo episodes but I would do research to bring in um, helpful strategies, not only from my personal life, but also research from books and blogs and things online to bring to you guys, to bring you helpful resources that you can use to improve your entrepreneurial experience. However, the research I was doing for my solo episodes was taking me a lot of time. So again, I created step-by-step instructions that represent 
where I look for content that I know is going to be helpful for you guys. I pull in examples from um, my personal life that I want to include in episodes. And then I hired another virtual assistant who specialized in script writing to write out my scripts in more detail than my outline. So it's very clear what I'm going to share and what I have to say to you guys when I come here on the podcast. And so that's an example of another thing that has saved me a ton of time. When it's time for me to record an episode, I don't have to sit here for two hours and like get everything together. I know exactly what I'm going to say. I know what resources I want to bring to you guys. I know what tips I want to share. And it's all right there without me having to do the extensive research I do to make sure I was bringing valuable content to you guys. So that's another example. I'm trying to think of other things that I'm systematizing right now. Oh, here's another one. So as you guys know, I've mentioned this here on the podcast before, but I have help editing this podcast and also my YouTube videos. That's another thing that I've created systems around. So I created step-by-step instructions about how I need my YouTube videos edited, what my edited videos need to look like, what I want the results to be (laughs) when the video is finished, what parts need to be cut, um, what verbal cues I need cut out of my, my YouTube videos and also my podcast, you know, what I expect, how it needs to be done. All of this is in my system in addition to the step-by-step instructions that it takes that, that I'd expect to see in order to get a project finished or completed from start to finish. And so that's another thing that I've systematized. Here's the last thing that I've systematized here lately. So I just started a real estate business and I needed to make cold calls to people that I was hoping were interested in selling their homes in a specific zip code. And so... I don't have the time or patience to make two, three, four hundred phone calls. And so in order to create a system around this process, I had a list of homeowners that needed to get called. I I couldn't make the calls, so I needed to create a step-by-step Um, instruction manual that exemplified how the calls needed to be made, what needed to be said to the homeowners on the phone, you know, a script and what information I needed from the virtual assistant, what, what information I needed her to get from the homeowners when she was on the phone with them so that I could make callbacks to people that were interested in selling. And so All of these are examples of systems. They're not complicated. It's really just you describing and explaining what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, what it needs to look like, the resources you're using to get it done. These are all things that you're explaining when you're coming up with systems. It can be written or it can be in a video It can also be a combination of both a video and an instruction manual. So after you have your systems developed, you want to then automate as many systems as as possible to free up your time. For example, if you are creating a system around how you create and get your social media content out there and a part of that system involves you actually manually posting, maybe that is something you can automate instead of you manually posting five times a week. Why not automate all of your social media posts for the whole month and get it out the way. It's automated. You don't have to think about it. It's done. The same for email marketing. Maybe you are physically sending out an email blast two or three times a month. Why not automate that so you don't have to manually send that out 
You can automate it at the beginning of the month. It's done. You don't have to think about it. Anything that you are physically doing by hand, whether it's your emails, email marketing, responding to simple questions in your email, posting things on social media. I mean, I can think of so many things that I used to do by hand that I now automate. Now, the third strategy here for removing your time from your business is to delegate whatever can't be automated to a specialist. This will not only save you time and money, but this will also remove your time for your business. You can get more things done in less time when you let the experts do the work. Back to my real estate cold calling example. If I had to make 400 phone calls, I promise you guys it would take me two months to do. I get nervous being on the phone with strangers. It's just not what I'm cut out to do. And so handing this task off with a system to someone who specializes in making real estate cold calls, one, freed up my time, two, for my business, this task was able to get done in two days. She finished all the calls within two days. They were done. And so now not only can my business move forward at a faster rate Two, if I really think about what my time as an entrepreneur with years and years of experience is worth me spending, you know, 50 plus hours. And I'm telling y'all, that's how long it would take for me to make all these calls. It would take so long if I was to spend that long making all these calls myself without hiring someone to help me with this. I mean, really my business will be simultaneously taking a loss while making these calls because I feel my time is more valuable than the amount of time that I would have to dedicate to get this done. I am not an expert at being on the phone, but I know that someone who is can get this task done faster than me. It's not that I can't make the calls. It's just for the purposes of my business and my bottom line, my my time is best spent doing something that is my strength, not something that's going to take me too long to do. My business can't move forward because if I take so long to do this, I'm spending more time on it than if I just paid someone who's an expert to do it for me. I hope that makes sense. So um, that's one of the benefits of delegating to a specialist who can do things more efficiently than you can. In the end, it saves your business time. It saves your business money. Your business is able to move forward faster and then you're removing yourself from the operation and in your absence, your business can still go on because you, if you've created a, a good system and a very detailed system that represents your expectations for what this task will look like to be done, in your absence, your business still can go on without you. So in a few weeks, I'll be releasing a series about how to hire an independent contractor I hire independent contractors or contract employees, as they call call them, who work on a contracts-by-contract basis to help me with my business. I don't have any full-time employees. I find independent specialists or contractors to do specific projects for me so that my business can go on without my absence if I need it to. And I use contract employees on an ongoing basis to get things done for my business by people who I know can do it more efficiently than me. So so check out that series if you want more details about how to hire contractors to help you with your business. But that's really one of my key strategies for removing your time from your business. If you can't automate a system, you have to delegate it, especially if it's something that is sucking the time and energy out of your day. As solopreneurs, we should be working smarter, 
not harder. The whole point in starting a business is to hopefully escape the nine to five job lifestyle. At least that was the goal for me. If you run your business like how you work at your job, you'll always be a slave to the eight hour workday schedule. By using the strategies I've shared today, you can work toward separating your time from your work to live a life of increased freedom. I hope something I shared today resonated with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at solopreneurhustle or neolewis.co if anything today was helpful for you. I would love for you to share the Solopreneur Hustle with a boss friend and don't forget to leave us a review if you're getting value here. I hope you guys have a great week and continue to move onward, upward, and forward. Until next time. Hey y'all, thanks for listening to this week's episode. To stay connected between episodes, subscribe to our email list using the link in the description for this episode. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Solopreneur Hustle and don't forget to share the Solopreneur Hustle podcast with a boss friend. I hope you have a great week and thank you for supporting the Solopreneur Hustle podcast. Until next time.